Hello. Right. Hello and welcome to oh. Restless Spirits. This is Taylor. This is Vin. Hello and wh- how how's your week been so far? It's been pretty good. Okay. Pretty, pretty chill this week. That's good. Yeah. Fall's coming for Fall. real now. and Like we had actual fall temperatures. Yeah. It felt wonderful. This is October when we're recording this. Yes. But I think we'll release in November this episode. Probably. Yeah. But we had the first like real rainfall in Richmond mm-hmm. today. I think in like three months, my meteorologist said. Good grief! I didn't say that like I'm super like into local news. I just <laughs> like I have my own meteorologist. And I like, yeah. work at a news station, so I've got no. One. She's just that independently wealthy that she has her <laughs> I own. I have my own meteorologist. Yes, I kind of do. Yeah, though. like I often ask him like, if I have something planned this weekend, is it going to get rained out? That's See? how I talk to him. Well, that's why he's your personal, that's why he's my personal. meteorologist. Um, yeah, no, it was a nice week. I really have enjoyed the like fall weather. Yes, it's about time. I've, I've, my wardrobe was already there. I was just like dressing for waiting fall. for the the, the world like, to catch up. I was like, listen, yeah, Earth, do you see how I'm dressed? Mm-hmm. Make it happen. There you go, and it finally, and it finally listened to me. Took him long enough. Man, if it was my meteorologist, I'd just fire him. Right. Earth. I don't know. We've I've had a little drink already. It's tonight. okay. <laughs> That's quite all right. My week has been stressful. I'm sorry. My schedule's been shifted around. So like mm-hmm. I did the eleven o'clock show Monday night and then like mm-hmm. had to get up the next morning to do the six and the seven like PM show. Like right. eleven PM. Got home like probably close to midnight. And then had to, like, get up the next morning and go to work at 10.30 in the morning. Oof. So I was like... Yeah. Boo. But, I mean, that's... Such is the biz. Yeah? You kind of go where you're needed. Gotcha. Yeah. No thanks, though. But, no, yeah, no, it's stressful. But it's almost over. I took Friday off, so... We recorded on Wednesday nights, so... Yeah. I have... Tomorrow's my Friday. Good. Which is nice. Enjoy. I And, actually, I'm going up... To where we're doing our episode tonight. I was going to ask weekend plans. I'm yeah. I'm going well. Friday night plans. I'm going up close to where our location is. I'm going mm. to Alexandria. Gotcha, Virginia. Our always lo- a fun spot. Always fun. I'm visiting a friend, um, and then I'll go to my sister's apartment mm. or house. Excuse me, my sister's house, which is in mm. Washington D.C. proper, which is tonight's episode. How about that segue? Well done. Whew. Love it. We're getting better at this. We are. <laughs> Slow and steady, y'all. Yeah, we're, we're doing Washington, D.C. tonight. Our nation's capital. Our nation's capital. That's. I didn't write that, but I did initially. When mm. I first started <laughs> writing the notes, I wrote our nation's capital in the history section yeah. and left left it at that. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'll go back and like mm-hmm. beef it up a little. I didn't write it up. Right. I figured history-wise, like... It's our nation's capital. Right. Everyone knows where it is. Right. Not our original capital. Not our original capital, mm. which was like kind of sort of Philadelphia, Philadelphia. kind of side of New York. Yep. Kind of sort of New York. I'm not that drunk. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to drink some water. Hold on. There you go. And then Alexander Hamilton mm-hmm. kind of brokered a deal that made it um, this tiny swamp on the yeah. Potomac River. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Thanks yeah. for that, guy. I mean, it's fun. I lived there for, oh my God. I interned mm. like every summer in college there. Gotcha. 
and then lived there for a couple of years after college. I never lived there, but grew up close enough to where every school year there was a field trip in D.C. Yeah. Every time we had family coming from out of town, we'd end up there to to do you know the museums the the yeah, usual touristy the usual bits. touristy stuff I yeah. feel like I lived in like I like lived in like the funky part of the city that like mm-hmm. wasn't super close there's like four quadrants to DC I'll right. just put that out there there's correct um, northwest mm-hmm. northeast southwest mm-hmm. and southeast right and northwest is kind of the big it's the biggest quadrant mm-hmm. it's where most people live okay um. I lived there for a while. I actually lived on 16th Street. Really? Yeah, for like a really long time, which, as you all know, leads to the White House. It does. I didn't live close to the White House, mm-hmm. but it was a it was a bus ride away. Okay, nice. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. walkable, but it was definitely like, mm-hmm. I could take a bus. Cool. Pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I loved living there. I think mm-hmm. one thing I did want to share, as like, I understand that in like, 2019 there's a lot of like fraught opinions about dc Mm -hmm. and i think most people think of it as like this big political city and it is i mean it's the nation's capital it's where congressmen come to you know live um during session and obviously where the president lives and but i think people forget that it is like a fully functioning city yeah with people who don't work in politics at all. Um, and a lot of people talk about D.C. in a really derogatory way. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. You know, it's like, it's where people live. It's a city. Right. There's bookstores and buses mm-hmm. and the metro. And it's a really bustling, cool place. Right. Um, and I, I get a little disheartened when I hear all the, like, D.C.'s trash and gotta clean up the swamp and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, well... Yeah, but, like, y'all send your swamps to us. <laughs> like, Fair. Like, y'all send your politicians on there. Like, right. D.C. doesn't have, like, D.C. residents don't have a vote, basically. Like, we don't get a representative in Congress. We have mm-hmm. a, 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 we do have a representative, but she is a silent, she doesn't get a vote. Right. She's just kind of there to say, like, I don't agree with this. And that's like basically all she can right. do. And Eleanor Holmes Norton, by the way, is yes, her name. And she's name. a very cool, cool lady. And like when DC, like when the city council passes a budget, it has to be approved by Congress. And right. um, most people living in DC don't always agree with the majority of Congress. And so Congress will try to pass like really sneaky things into mm-hmm. the budget. Like, I mean, just as an example, like an abortion ban. They'll just like sneak it into the budget. Oh. (laughs) Because they can. Right. Um, And so like have a care and have a thought for the people who like live in D.C. Right. It's not just a town centered around the running of the government. Yeah, exactly. Like people live there. They do. And I need a drink after that. So let's talk about the drink. There was some (laughs) righteous anger happening. I'm sorry. It's okay. But I did live there, and I have, like, some feels about it. Mm. Anyway, tell me about this drink that we're drinking. Okay. We're drinking the Ricky. Mm. And there are several variants of the Ricky. You are drinking the original with bourbon. The OG. The OG. And I'm drinking the more kind of new, popular, new Coke-style Ricky <laughs> with gin. So, okay. 
The Ricky is a highball. Mm-hmm. So highball is something, you know, typically a cocktail that has a little bit of alcohol or uh-huh. at least a smaller proportion of alcohol to a larger proportion of non-alcoholic mixer. Okay. Think rum and coke, think gin and tonic, think scotch and soda. Yeah. You know, Jack and ginger. You get the idea. Mm-hmm. Named after Colonel Joe Ricky, who was a Democratic lobbyist. So there you go. One yeah. Of, one of your swamp dwellers. <laughs> <laughs> Living in D.C. in the late 19th century. Okay. It was invented at Shoemaker's Bar on December 1st, 1883. I have never heard of that bar. Is it still open? It is not. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. If you are, we're sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. send, you know, mm-hmm. send us vouchers. We'll come visit. Yeah, yeah. We'll do an apology episode. We'll drink a Ricky at, yeah. at this bar that may or may not still be open. Yes, please. <laughs> so... The story is that Ricky, who was kind of like this a notorious gamble, gambler, you know, mm-hmm. drank a lot, gambled a lot, just hard living man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he won a bet celebrating who was going to be the next Speaker of the House. Okay. So it was supposed to be, I don't, I don't know, I forget the other guy's name. Okay. But the incumbent or the expected winner did not win. Okay. It was a gentleman named John G. Carlisle, who instead okay. won the election to be the next Speaker of the House. So that night, he on the night of November 30th, he went out partying with friends. Right. He won $500, which... Oh, nice. Yeah, which in today's money is 11 grand. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, please. So, I, could, I could use 11 grand. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> if you have an extra 11 grand. If someone wants to send us 11 grand, we'll take it. Yeah. But the night of November 30th, he goes out partying with friends. He's won all this money. You know, mm-hmm. steakhouse, bars, etc. Yeah. Wakes up the next morning. Feeling like hell, hungover, goes to shoemakers and this you know instructs the barman to give him something invigorating. He sees limes on the counter and he's yeah. like, "You got limes? They're out of season. It's December before right. refrigeration." Right. So the bartender whips up this drink for him. He asks for it with bourbon. Yeah, which is what I have. Which exactly? So it was intended to be kind of a hair of the dog, knock the edge off the hangover, refreshing. Get you strong, get you out the door again. It is refreshing. Good. That's, I think, what I said the first, like, when I took a sip before we started recording. It, I was like, it's refreshing. It kind of wakes you up a little bit. I it's like that. It's very limey. It is very limey. I'm fine with that. Good. Good, good, good. And like I said, the original version was invented with bourbon, but in the early 20th century, someone, I don't know who, came up with the idea of swapping bourbon for gin, and it sort of took off after that. Like it was always like it was moderately famous as being a bourbon drink, but then it kind of really took off after being replaced with gin. Uh, there are regional variants, you know, people to put their own twist on it. Mm-hmm. In Boston, you can get it with raspberry syrup. Ooh, which, I would drink that too. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if I'd drink it with gin and raspberry syrup, but I would drink it with the bourbon. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And that, that nice red color would be nice. Yeah, yeah. it would be good. Um. The city of D.C., the actual D.C. City Council. Yeah. They've named it. They're not. They're kind of the D.C.'s native cocktail, which is kind of oh, neat. Oh, I love that. So yeah. We're drinking like the the cocktail. Yeah. The of drink. DC. Yeah. The D.C. drink. Oh, that's perfect. It's the Ricky. I love that. Yeah. And so, and they did that a couple years ago in 2011. Okay. And then July is sort of like the the month to celebrate Ricky's in D.C. So oh, people cool. make like. Fun twists on the Ricky, make new drinks based on it, and sort of. Oh, that is so neat. Yeah, there's like a Ricky month celebration, and people just do fun stuff with. I love that. Rickies. Yeah, that's my birthday month. I'll have to go and have a Ricky. Go have a Ricky in DC. 
Yeah. In July, I'm in. All right, let's do it. And they make variants on it because it's such a real, it's, it's a really easy drink to make. Yeah, I watched you make it. Yes, super simple. Step one, Collins glass or highball glass. Tall, skinny glass. Mm-hmm. Fill it with ice. Two ounces of gin or bourbon. Mm-hmm. Not both. That would be gross. Yeah, don't do that. No. No, no, no. no I would not drink that. No. Two tablespoons of lime, lime juice, and that's approximately the juice of one lime. Four ounces of club soda or sparkling water. We use sparkling water. Mm-hmm. I didn't look specifically for club soda, but... No. Eh. It, I mean, something fizzy, right? Yeah. yeah. Something fizzy. Um, if you don't, please don't buy, like, grapefruit or strawberry s- well, seltzer water. No. And, no, 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 no. I mean, you could. I mean, Maybe. Try it this way. Try it plain first, <laughs> and then mix, you know, all sorts of concoctions. Yeah. Uh, and then it's literally stir all that together in a tall Collins glass, garnish with lime, and and drink. That's perfect. Yeah. If you do, it, it, it does have a sour twist. It's sour. It is. I like that, though. Yes. Yeah, I mean, super refreshing for like a warm night. I can get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, if you do like it a bit sweet, you can add half an ounce of simple syrup. But again... Try it just the way it was, you know, kind of meant to be made first. I don't think it needs it. I don't think so either. I can see maybe if you've got particularly tart limes, I could see how maybe that would be useful. But just try, you know, try the OG version first, and then and then try it with gin. Yes, I really enjoy this drink. I'm I'm a big fan of it. I would drink this again. I I would too. Yeah, it's like it's it's sippable. It's very sippable. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm like. It's also not fa- like it's not fancy. Oh. It's not like you're not hunting for different flavors or whatever. It's no. like lime. You can taste the lime. You can taste the bourbon. Yeah. It has that nice fizziness from the sparkling water, and you're just drinking a drink. This is one of those like you know even in kind of your most basic drink cabinet. You, yeah. You should have all this stuff around anyway. So yeah. Easy. I'm, I like it. This a lot. is very much like an on your porch. After a long, stressful day. Yeah. This would really help take the edge off. Yeah. If you were, like, working in D.C. Yeah. Or just here in Richmond, too. Yeah. <laughs> wherever yeah. you I are. Mean, it's not like the climates of D.C. and Richmond are that no, dissimilar. So, kind of hot, muggy, swampy day. Yeah. This would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm a, I'm, I like this drink. I'm going to keep... I mean, I'm going to keep drinking it because that's the podcast. Please but do. also, like, I'm going to keep drinking it because I like it. Oh, well, I'm glad. I've liked every drink so far. Like, who am I kidding? <laughs> I'm glad. I'll keep trying to, you know. I'm glad that there's a bourbon version because I'm not mm. as big of a gin fan. No, no. And I've kind of resisted making a gin drink so far. Yeah, you haven't made one. I'll no. drink it. Like, right. That's the deal, right? Uh-huh. Is that, like, I come and drink the drink that you make. Right. So that I can harass you with ghost stories. Right. That's sort of the deal that we made. And because I'm letting you harass me, I have to make you a drink you like, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You I can know, make anything. I know. I know. And then I'll, I'm just I'll drink it. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't promise I'll like it, but I've liked everything so far. I'm well, not, I'd know. like you to like it. Thank you. I will, try. I will do my best. <laughs> yeah. I hope that you enjoy my ghost stories. I do. Even even if you take them with a grain of salt. That's okay. All I'll, right. I'll keep listening. Shall we shall we dive into the ghosts? Let's hear about this week's ghosts. All right, I picked two locations. I'm not going to reveal them right away. Well, okay. I'm going to reveal, reveal the first one, but okay. then like I'm going to let the second one be a mystery for a second. I'm sure there were a lot more than just these two, though. Oh, right? absolutely. Oh my gosh, okay. DC very haunted. I feel like a swamp would be. It would be, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also just old. 
Yeah. There's like a lot of history there. Yeah. Um, that's, Old by American standards, I guess. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, there are a lot more haunted places than this. Okay. And I think that I picked places that are like less on the radar. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So the first house that I picked, is, or the first location, is the Octagon House. Okay. Which is located at 18th and New York Avenue, okay. Northwest. Um, and it's in the Foggy Bottom neighborhood. Gotcha. Which I love Foggy Bottom, but I also love Sane Foggy Bottom. Sure. And did you were you a West Wing fan? I know of it. I've seen a few episodes, okay. but I didn't follow it obsessively. So there's an episode where CJ, the press secretary, mm-hmm. yes. gets a root canal. Okay. And she can't talk the whole episode. Oh. Or she can, but she like has an accent and right. she's like Josh makes her say Foggy Bottom like over and over again. She's like, I had that fuck up bottom. Oh, and it's like dude, one of the best. I right. Think. It's a really good running gag in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the house was built in 1799 for Colonel John Taylor III. Not Taylor, but Taylor. It's so close to my name. It's one letter off. It's one letter off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, an, it's an E instead of an R mm-hmm. at the end. Right. But otherwise, in the, it's my name. And it was designed by William Thornton, who also designed the Capitol building. Oh, neat. Yeah. So the house is called an octagon, but it doesn't actually have eight sides. It has six. Well, that's dishonest right off the bat. But wait, I'm getting to why it's not super dishonest. Sorry, go on. Um, At that time, houses were referred to as octagon houses if they had at least eight angles Ah, on the inside. And it does. It does. Um, So the front of the house is actually like a large column. Okay. And it creates three stories of round rooms on the inside. Okay. And houses with round rooms were also called octagons at the time, like octagon houses. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's a really cool, like, piece of architecture that I feel like is kind of... You don't see people building houses like that much these days. And it's it's a really cool looking house. Oh, I can show you. I can pull it up on, on my phone. I've got Google. For those listening along, Google on your phone, Octagon House, D.C. Do you need even, like, elevator <laughs> music or something? <laughs> we do. We need, like, music or whatever. Do, 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 do. Okay. Are we going to get copyrighted for me doing that? Yeah. We've lost all of our money. Shit. Oh, wait. Hold on. Like, it's showing me a bunch of Octagon Houses. Damn it, Trebek. There we go. Okay. It's a cool looking house. That's a neat it's looking brick. house. It's brick. Yes. It's pretty. It is. It's a neat looking house. Mm-hmm. It also had, like, this grand spiral staircase on the inside, which I will get to. Okay. Mm-hmm. And some archaeologists actually believe it had indoor toilets. Well, that's pretty amazing. Which is pretty cool yeah. for 1799. Right. The basement of the house is, like, totally separate. Like, it's not totally separate. It's a basement, but it has a double ceiling to, like, prevent noise. Okay. And obviously, that's where the kitchen and the slave quarters were. Because... Ah. America. Yep. Yeah. That's just how it was. <laughs> but there was like an mm. elaborate bell system throughout the house that okay. um, the people could ring the bells to like call a slave to them. And then right. a slave would ring the bell to alert them that they were coming into a room. Guys, gotcha. it's not a great history, but this wasn't uncommon at the time. Like, right. I think Monticello had like a similar setup. I think they did. Taylor was like super rich. Okay. And he was related to George Washington. I think he was like a cousin of George okay. Washington's. And mm-hmm. Washington was like, hey, 
if you're moving to D.C., you should have this William Thornton guy design mm-hmm. your house because he designed the Capitol. I'm glad that Thornton had nothing else to do. And Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, and did it. But yeah, he was also persuaded to like come to D.C. Because initially Taylor was like, I want to build this in Philadelphia. And they were like, but mm. you should actually do it in D.C. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay. And this well, was good like, for him. It was just a winter house, too. It wasn't like of course. his full-time residence. Right. He was really rich. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> During the War of 1812, they actually offered the house up to the French consulate. Mm-hmm. And then after the British like burned down the White House... Dolly Madison and James, James and Dolly Madison. Mm-hmm. I like Dolly better than James. Like, let's be real. She was pretty badass. Yeah. He was like, um, she was like the assertive one, wasn't she? Yeah. Like, like saving all the artifacts and everything out of the, yeah. the White House. Yeah. Yeah. And she was also like very understanding of the fact that like a large part of politics is mm-hmm. politicking and sure. like having parties. And mm-hmm. she was kind of known as like this grand hostess. Right. And she, I want to say invented ice cream, not like actually invented it, but like popularized it. Really? That I might've made up, but I feel like it's true. <laughs> okay. Fact check me. And if I'm wrong, tell me <laughs> you can add us. For the pur- yeah. For the purposes of this podcast, <laughs> Dolly Madison invented ice cream. But they actually rented out this house and stayed there while the white house was being rebuilt. Gotcha. And it's actually the home where the Treaty of Chent, Kent? Kent? I'm not entirely sure. It's C-H-E-N-T. I don't know. But that was the that was the treaty that ended the war, the War of 1812, and it was signed in the Octagon House. I'm going with Kent. Kent sounds better to me than Chent. It does. Chent sounds gross. Kent sounds correct. Chent sounds awkward. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. Taylor died in 1828, um, and his wife sort of, she didn't sort of, she stayed in the house until she died in 1855. Dang. Their children rented the house out to various tenants over the years. Mm. In the 1870s, it was actually used by, like, the government for government offices. And at one point, it also served as a school. Interesting. So it's been, like, a lot of different things. Right. But in the 1890s, the Octagon House became the headquarters for the American Institute of Architects. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard of them. You know who they are. I do. That's cool. I do a lot of construction projects at work. That's... And I see a lot of stuff with AIA at the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. That's that, them. That's my jam. And okay. they're headquartered out of, still, in, like, headquartered out, or they still own the building. I don't know if they're still headquartered out of it, but they still own it. That's really cool. And in 1960, the house became a National Historical Landmark. How about that? And now it's be it's been restored mm-hmm. to how it looked, like, when Taylor and his wife lived there. Mm-hmm. And it serves as a museum. Okay. And so it's still owned by the American Institute of Ar- uh, Architects, and they will provide tours and like, other programming. So mm-hmm. that's the history bit. Okay. And I'm going to get into the spooky stuff. Is there some just angry architect? Just Not this mm-hmm. one. Okay. Oh, man. I've got an angry architect story, though, coming up. Heck, yeah. So remember telling you that it had like a huge spiral staircase? Yes. So... Taylor, John Taylor and his I almost called him Taylor because it's so close to my name. It really is. <laughs> and I'm just reading notes and I'm like Taylor. Nope, nope, that's not that's nope, not right. Nope. Um, Taylor and his wife Anne mm-hmm. had 15 children. Oh, poor Anne. That's a lot of babies. Poor Anne. But two of their daughters died in very similar ways. Oh. Yeah. Oh dear. One of the daughters. Wanted to elope with a British general. 
Okay. Or maybe he wasn't a general. Maybe he was an officer. But he was still in the British Army. Okay. And... Was this like 1812 time? 1812-ish. Okay. Yeah. And Taylor was like, no, you can't. And they had this big argument. And I don't know if she stormed off after or if it happened during the argument. But she fell from the, from the like third floor landing. Oh, boy. Oh, and no. died. Oh, then, like, a few years later... She got pushed. I don't think she did. Mm. I don't know. I don't know this man. He very well could have done it because his other daughter, who died, mm-hmm. did elope with someone she wasn't supposed to. And she came back to the house to make amends with her father. They argued, and she also fell from oh, the staircase on. and died. Yeah, this Taylor guy. He's no good. <laughs> he's no good. He's no good. Killing his kids. Pushing I don't him off know. stairs or pushing them off landings. Nope. No, 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 so, no, no, no. As you can ma- you can imagine, the staircase, a little bit haunted. Yeah. Just a touch. <laughs> Just a touch. It's said that one of the daughters can still be seen on the staircase, but she kind of presents herself as like a glowing light. Oh. And um, they say it kind of looks like someone holding like a candlestick going mm-hmm. up the stairs. They've also heard screams as though someone's falling. Right. It's also said where one of the daughters fell. Her her body overturned a corner of the carpet. Mm-hmm. And they say now any carpet you put in that place, the corner will not stay down. Like it will, it'll overturn itself. Okay. Imagine just someone putting that like a whole room of carpet. There's just one little bit like a cowlick that's just boink. <laughs> just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not mm. I'm not seeing the room. I'm assuming it's hardwood floors and they just put like one right down. Right. Other people have actually reported seeing like a woman's body mm-hmm. at the bottom of the stairs. They run down to get it and it's disappeared. It's gone. Yeah. I don't I'm this Halo man. I, I know it's a little it's a little suspect. Yeah. Another specter seen around the house mm-hmm. is Miss Dolly Madison herself. Of course. Can't start partying. No, she's, she, you know. Well, she's said to haunt several places throughout D.C. Oh. She's said to still be seen in the White House. Okay. And she's also said to be seen at the Cuts House. I don't know what that is. I've never been there. Me neither. But look it up. Okay. Y'all all have a computer. Right. Um, C-U-T-T-S. House. Yeah. The Cuts House. Mm-hmm. But it's said that in the Octagon House, where she lived after the White House burned down, she can still be seen in the main ballroom. So, like, still throwing parties. Good for her. She's also seen going in and out of a door, but it'll be closed. Mm. But she'll go out in and out of the entrance that leads to the garden. Okay. Um, And they say when they see her, whenever anyone sees her, it's also accompanied by a very strong smell of lavender. They've left the garden door open. No, it's said to be her favorite perfume. Uh, Gotcha. Yeah. So that's Dolly's ghost. She seems perfectly pleasant to me. Yeah, that's a ghost I wouldn't mind having. Yeah. Come on, Dolly, let's hang out. The the next ghost, not so fun. Okay, what's he done? Um, he was a gambler. Okay. Who lived in the house when it was being rented out. Mm-hmm. Apparently he, during a card game gone wrong in the rooms where he was staying, he was a notorious cheater. Okay. So he cheated... And someone whipped out a pistol. Boom. Shot him. Yep. It said that as he was dying, he grabbed onto one of the bell strings Mm -hmm. to keep himself upright. Right. And so you can still hear a bell ringing. Okay. So that's one explanation. Bells ring in this house a lot. Were those bells kept there intentionally? 
I mean, plausibly this was, or was this not before the fall, you know, the ending of slavery? I'm not sure when this was. I'm assuming it was like 1870. It was after, it was, mm. the house was rented out after. Um, the Civil War. The Civil War. Okay. So it had to have been before the 1890s when the, arch- when the American architect, the, yeah. sorry, the American Institute of Architects took right. over. But after mm. Anne died. Right. So somewhere, like Weird. around the Civil yeah. War-ish time. Mm. But the bell ringing is often attributed to other spirits, and those are the slaves that once inhabited the home. Fair. As I mentioned, lots of bells. They would use the bells to call for the slaves, and then the slaves would have to ring the bell to let them know that they were entering into a room. Correct. Because people were shitty. Yes, they were. Um, That's all I've got for that. So there's reports um, in the 1870s of... Um, general George D. Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I don't really know who he is, but he's a general. Um, he was hosting a dinner party at the house. Okay. And during that dinner party, every bell in the home started to ring. Okay. And so he was like, "This is a problem. Must be a a breeze or something blowing the strings." That is an incredible breeze. So he went to hold the strings mm-hmm. to like keep them still. Mm-hmm. And the bells kept ringing really loudly. And all the guests were like, we out of here. We're done. This is creepy. There's also some evidence that the Walden Garden of the home Mm -hmm. was used as a slave market at one time. Which is kind of a bummer. I feel like someone should really go in there and remove these bells. Probably. They're more trouble than they're worth. I think, though, that they are part of the restoration of, like, this is what the house was like in 1799. Yeah. Bells. Bells. Um, Great. That's the end of the Octagon House. Okay. Not the not the, the figurative end, not the literal yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I have ghost-wise. I'm going to move on to our second location, which I'm really excited about. Okay. Because me, so. I think everyone t- typically thinks of like, okay, what's like the main haunting that you know of in D.C.? In D.C.? I mean, I think like Lincoln Bedroom. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's what most people think. And yeah. I, for a hot second, I was like, should I do the hauntings of the White House? Sure. And then I, then I read this story about the U.S. Capitol having a fucking demon cat. Demon and I was cat. like, I was like, we are doing the fucking U.S. Capitol. Okay. Demon so cat. So here we go. Here we go. So, so the same guy that designed Octagon House. Same guy that, that designed the Octagon House. Design the capital. With a demon cat. Let me... The demon cat comes at the end, guys. I'm just teasing to it now. This is your news producer this self. This is your news producer self. I want you to stick around right. to hear about the demon cat. Okay, very well. All right, buckle up. Okay. So construction began on the capital in 1793. Mm-hmm. William Thornton was like, yo, I'm going to design this piece mm-hmm. and he did but some other architects helped out which um, were Benjamin Henry Latrobe Sr. and Charles Bullfinch okay which are great names that is a fantastic name Charles yeah. Bullfinch just like I can envision what Charles Bullfinch looked like oh yeah like, I'm thinking a portly gentleman yeah a mustache bald gotta Balding. have a monocle yeah can yeah. Walking yeah. stick, walking stick. Walking stick. Yeah. With like maybe a pocket watch. Oh yeah, for sure. And he talk like he's got a gruff voice. He's a bullfinch. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Of the bullfinches. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know nothing about this man. He could have been like tall and skinny. Yeah. Anyway. 
Congress, the very first Congress met there in, in 1800. Okay. In the 1850s, the building was expanded. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of best known for its dome. Yes. I think that's of kind course. of what... As a person who lived in the city and as a person who knows history as well Mm -hmm. i used to sometimes like hang out on the national mall sure and i can't tell you how many people pointed to the freaking capital i was like oh look it's the white house and i was like no no like american american humans not just like okay no i just lost tourists no okay lost tourists from america yeah and i was like Sometimes if I was feeling particularly oh. salty, I would go over and be like, well, actually, right. I will actually to them, which sometimes is a dick move. But in this case, uh, I feel like I was that's justified. probably justified. You're probably And fine. I was like, well, actually, this is the U.S. Capitol. Right. This is where Congress meets. Right. This is not the White House. Now get off my lawn. Basically. Yeah. But like literally, because I lived there. Yeah. I was like, get out of here. Yeah. I didn't live at the Capitol, but like I lived in the city. You still tell me to get out of here. It's fine. So, the building was partially burned down during the War of 1812. The British just did a lot of burning. Yeah. Real big into that burning. They were like, let's burn this down. Yeah. Um, and George Bromford Joe... What the... F- how many names did I put here? I don't oh, know. I think it's supposed to be an and. George Bromford and Joseph Gardner Swift helped rebuild it. Okay. Starting in 1815. Mm-hmm. Those renovations were completed by 1819. Mm-hmm. And prior to Ronald Reagan, the Capitol was the site of presidential inaugurations. Well, now they're in front of the Capitol, right? Ye- Are they in front of the Capitol? Yeah, because like, I cannot remember. You see those pictures of them, like, of like yeah, fans or visitors gathering on the mall to watch them. Sometimes so, it's exaggerated how big the crowd is. True. True. But yes. But true. But. You're Regardless right. of the number of visitors or yes. attendees, it's usually so maybe all they the used mall. to do it inside. I don't maybe. know. Maybe before there were like TVs to like capture. Well, these they might moments. have done it in like the full like House or Senate chambers or something. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Yeah. In 2014, <laughs> they began renovations on the building's dome because oh. it was cracking and crumbling, um, and so I that's the scaffolding. Yes. Yeah, that's what I remember is like seeing the scaffolding around it. Yes. Um, but that was all completed by September of 2016. Mm-hmm. There's the rotunda. Yep. Which is very pretty, and there's a lot of art in the rotunda. Um, a lot of murals. I remember a tour during some school trip. I'm sure. Yeah. And then each state has its own statue and statuary hall. Oh, nice. Which is really cool. Mm -hmm. I went in college. Mm -hmm. We got like an insider tour from like a staffer. Right. Um, Because if you work work on the hill, Mm -hmm. even as like an intern, you're able to like get people in. Right. Um, But I think you get like one batch of visitors a month and you can like do your own tour of the building. Okay. It's kind of cool. I never yeah. was a. I never interned on the hill, mm-hmm. but I had friends who who staffed on the hill, who were staffers on the hill. Gotcha. So that was kind of fun. Neat. There's also on the ground floor, like this crypt area. It's super creepy because mm-hmm. it was built to be the tomb for George Washington and his family. Oh. But George Washington was like, "Hey guys, like I really appreciate the gesture." But I really want to be buried on Mount Vernon. Right. Um, please let me do that. So it's built like a crypt. 
It's built like this big tomb. There's nothing in it. That's really awkward. I don't know if it's... I think it's more awkward to have an empty tomb that's like built out for someone. Or just the idea that like, hey, we built you a grave. So hey, yeah, guys. we like wanted you to be a part of our capital yeah. forever. Do you want to like, die in uh, here or be dead in here? And he's like, I bet no. not Right. It's a little presumptuous. Mm-hmm. You think you'd like to be dead in here? And he was like, no. No. No, I wouldn't. Appreciate the offer. Yeah. But I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. now I'm going to talk about the ghosts. There are more ghosts in this. I just picked five stories that I thought were really particularly interesting. Okay. Are they like least to most or are they just five you found interesting? They're five that I found. I think I did them like chronologically. Okay. Is how I think I put them together. Okay. So... Remember how I told you that I did have an angry architect story for you? Yes, please. Okay, here we go. So, from 1808 until 1810, Mm -hmm. Latrobe, who I told you about earlier, Mm -hmm. doing some renovations, he worked on what was, for a while, the Supreme Court Chamber. Okay. It later became, like, a law library. Oh, the Supreme Court Chamber was within the U.S. Capitol. Was within the U.S. Capitol until 1935. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so like fairly recently. Right. In the grand scheme of things. Right. It was also like the, it was also the old Senate chamber for a while. Like after yeah. the court moved out of there, the Senate moved in, but the country kept growing bigger. And right. so they had more senators. And mm. so the senators had to move. Mm-hmm. All that to say, at this time, they were building it to be the Senate, to be the, excuse me, the Supreme Court chamber. Understood. Now. Latrobe had this, um, excuse me, this clerk Mm -hmm. by the name of John Linthal. Okay. And apparently John Linthal was, like, not great at his job because he was like, I'm going to remove this wooden support. Oh, God. When he removed it. Yep. And an arch collapsed onto him. Oh, boy, buddy. And he died. And the legend goes... That as he was dying, mm-hmm. he cursed the entire building. Because he was an idiot? Yeah. Well done. So I read somewhere, and this is, I don't know, the most common thing is that he removed a wooden support mm-hmm. and he was the dumb dumb. Right. There are also stories that a co-worker okay. removed the support to take out, to take out Lenthal. But that's your angry architect. Wow. I mean, kind of a moron of an architect. Yeah. Yeah. But he was so angry, he cursed the entire Higher building. building. He's like, you're, right. you're cursed. A, a plague on both your houses. I feel like if, you know, if there was a person overseeing, you know, curse effectiveness or, you know, curse authorizations, you'd think, yeah. come on, buddy. That's on you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'd love th- I'd love it if there was like some kind of department that yeah. was like So we got a curse in. Yeah. Guy removed a wooden support. Yeah. Do- he did it himself. Do yeah. we do it? Yeah. Do we do we enact it? No. Okay, cool. Putting that in the decline pile. Like, just a big rubber stamp yeah, that says de- declined. declined. Like there's yeah. a lot of red tape to go through. Right. I really want this to happen now. <laughs> I've said it before, but like I work in govern local government. Yeah. I've never seen a roll of red tape anywhere. Really? No, no red tape? Never. Never seen it. <gasps> Strange. Yeah. Crazy. Where is the red tape? I don't know. 
I want, there is like, I'm sure some kind of like etymology of that phrase, but I'd I don't. I'd love to know what it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Next week. I'm going to look it up. Okay. okay. Thank you. Okay. So that's one little ghost story I got. Okay. Here's, an, here's another cool, not cool, I guess kind of sad. So John Quincy Adams. Yes. Number six. You heard of him. Heard of him. He was working one night. He was debating. Mm-hmm. And there was a vote on the house. He was in the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. He was voting and apparently voted no very, very loudly on whatever this measure was. Okay. Immediately after shouting no, he had a stroke and oh. collapsed onto his desk. He later was moved into the speaker's lobby where he fell into a coma and he died two days later. Oh, great. Yeah. So some people say, some capital employees say that at night they will hear someone shouting no Mm -hmm. very loudly, but there's no one there. So the ghost of John Quincy Adams. John Quincy Adams remains. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I wish he had a better last thing to yell. I know. His last word was like, no. Right. Which was my first word, weirdly enough. Yeah. True story. Yeah. I wonder what he was so emphatic about. I don't know. But, I mean, he was known for being pretty outspoken. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a quiet guy. No. Hmm. Yeah. No. He might be the only president... To return to or like to assume another role like senator. I think so. I, I don't know of another. Me neither. I don't know of another unless it was like. Well, there's Taft in the Supreme Court, but I don't. I think that, but yeah. that's the only thing that I can think of. Taft got stuck in a bathtub. He did. That's like all I know about Taft. Yeah, big tub is big tub in Supreme Court. All I yeah. know about him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why more presidents haven't like gone back to Congress. I mean, nowadays. Nowadays, you like. Mm. I do not blame Obama one bit for just like chilling in Hawaii. I mean that Netflix money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do what you got to do, I guess. So John, John Adams, but and that so Quincy Adams. Yeah, John Quincy Adams. Excuse me, Hmm. John Quincy. Yeah, that to me though doesn't sound like an intelligent haunting. No, it sounds like it's like. have we talked about the different kinds of hauntings? You, I think you may have told me about them. Okay. I don't know if we've told the audience. So there are two, I mean, there are more than this, but like the right. two like main kinds of hauntings mm-hmm. are intelligent hauntings, mm-hmm. which will like interact with you. They right. know that you're there and mm-hmm. they are reacting to what you do and what right. you say. Mm-hmm. And then there are residual hauntings, which are almost like... Um, like a record repeating itself. Right. Essentially, like you go through whatever your last motions were over and over and over and over again. It's almost like an imprint. And that I sounds like worse than hell. Like, but I don't know. I see. I almost think it's not like you were there. I think mm. that maybe you have already moved on to wherever you go. And right. this haunting is literally just like an imprint of history on. This is totally me. I don't have any, like... Right. This is just how I see it. Of, like, whatever happened was such a strong emotion tied to it. Or it was such an important thing that, like, you just keep doing it. Or you're... This this ghost of you keeps doing it until the end of time. But we feel... But, you know, as a species, we feel strong emotions 
all the like they yeah. would be everywhere. Well, so there are, there are other theories about hauntings. Mm-hmm. I you know what I'm gonna do it. Okay, I'm gonna strap in here, sir. Oh boy, here um, we go. Mm-hmm. So I actually think this is kind of cool. Okay, is that there's this idea that because time is not linear, yes, hauntings that we see are not actually dead people. Mm-hmm. It is that moment in time that you're somehow peering into, like, as lines crisscross, you get a moment. It's Jeremy Barramy. It's Jeremy Barramy, baby. Oh, boy. Oh, God. It's Jeremy Barramy. <laughs> oh, God. Guys, watch The Good Place. It's so good. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's so good. But, yeah, it's Jeremy Barramy, baby. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Just go with it. I'm feeling very defeated. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it's something like that. Could be. Maybe it's something like that. And then, like, Mm -hmm. they're probably seeing you, too, and thinking, like, what the fuck is this? Why is that woman wearing pants? Oh, God. Yeah. What's what's that dude doing? You know? Maybe that's what ancient aliens are all about, that, like, we see people dressed in, like, like, Clothes we see every day. Right. But like back in the 1800s, if someone saw what I was wearing today, they'd be like, she must be an alien. People, oh, they must be freaked out on Halloween then. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh. I feel like, why is there... I mean, like dinosaurs, man. Like people dress like dinosaurs yeah. and shit. Yeah. Like the big T-Rex. Sure. Lumbering fell. Right. I kind of love those. I do like those. They kind of crack me up. I wouldn't want one to come near me. But I think, I think I'd be okay with it. Those big, like, inflatable T-Rex costumes? I don't like mascots. We've, have we had this conversation? I don't mm. like mascots. No, but we're going to have to. Eventually. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. More ghosts? I'll tell you about sure. more ghosts. Sure. So, this one's, like, very short. They're... In 1862, mm-hmm. the U.S. Capitol was turned into a hospital for wounded Union soldiers. What building wasn't at this rate? Goodness. Uh, like, uh, if you were a big enough building, like, you were a hospital. Right. Because people were getting killed and injured left and right. Um, And there were more than a thousand cots placed in Statuary Hall. Gotcha. So staffers say that they will sometimes see the apparition of a Union soldier walking through all the different statues. Like walking in and around the statues. That's all that's it. That's there for that one. Okay. Yep. These are the last two. Okay. And these are kind of the biggest ones. Okay. So, maybe there was something to that curse because I got another death in, in the capital. Okay, go on. Okay. So, one of the most infamous stories is about a former representative and a reporter. Uh-oh. Had to get the press in there. Yeah. I love the press. It's okay. Freedom of the press, you guys. <laughs> we do love, I love journalists. I mean, I mm-hmm. am one, so. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. There you go. So, William Talby, mm-hmm. or Talby. I'm going to go with Tolby because there's a U in there. Yeah, let's go Tolby. Was a representative in the House. He was from Kentucky, and he was a representative from 1884 until mm-hmm. 1888. Okay. In 1888, Charles Kincaid, a journalist with the Louisville Times, wrote this big expose mm-hmm. accusing Tolby of an affair and a scandal involving the patent office. Okay. And it ruined, it effectively ended Tolby's political career. Okay. So Tolby was like a little sore about it. A little salty. He was a little angry. Yeah. 
1890, I don't know why Tolby was still like hanging around the state capitol, but a lobbyist a thing? Maybe he was a lobbyist. I don't know. But he was hanging around yeah. the capitol. Yeah. And he runs into Kincaid. Okay. And he physically assaulted Kincaid. Okay, this this doesn't sound too surprising. Okay. Yeah, he was like kind of a douchey dude. Yeah. And he even went so far as to like tweak Kincaid's nose. Okay. And make fun of his small stature. Mm-hmm. So he's like making fun of Kincaid, mm-hmm. putting Kincaid down, physically assaulting him. Right. And then like tweaking his nose. Right. And Kincaid was like, fuck this shit. Right. And he ran home. Grabbed his pistol. I was like, grab the gun. Yep. Came back to the Capitol and shot Tolby right in the face. There you go. That'll do it. And Tolby died. Uh, yeah. And Kincaid was acquitted on all charges because he he pled uh, self-defense. Oh. Self-defense. Dang. And they were like, yeah. Oh, man. Short dude syndrome. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. But I mean, Tolby might have deserved it. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. If you just physically assault someone out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you, but whatever. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So it's said that you can still hear the moans of Tolby as he dies on the stairs. <laughs> as his face falls off. Yeah, because then he got shot in the face. Yeah. It was like right under his left eye. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, he probably died instantly. There's probably no moaning. But go on. I don't know. If he got shot under the eye. Like here. Here. It goes, it's not going to go straight through your brain. No, but if it goes through the brain stem back here, oh, that, that, maybe. that's an instant like light switch. That's off. Anyway. Yeah. People hear moans. Yeah. Um, those are congressional affairs, people. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. That's exactly um, what those are. It's also said that if ever a journalist is on the stairs and slips, they'll see the ghost of mm. Tolby smirking at them. Of like, ha, ha, ha. Until they go home and get their ghost gun. Until they go home <laughs> and get their ghost gun. Yeah. And there's also a rumor that the stain, that there's still a stain on the floor from Tolby's blood. Oh. Where he died. I thought that's an easy one to go check. Let's go look. Right now? Yeah. Well, okay, let's go. Yeah. Let's go look. <laughs> it's not that late. Let's go. No. It's fine. <laughs> We'd actually probably hit like zero traffic if we left right now. Yeah. That's actually, I'm not making that up. Like. All right, let's go. All right, let's After do this it. Week's episode. All right, thank you. <laughs> no, I have one more story. I promised you a demon cat. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's why we're here this week. Here's my demon cat story. So this cat mm-hmm. has been seen in the Capitol before every, like almost every single major national tragedy okay. in our country. He was seen before Lincoln's assassination. Okay. He was seen right before the stock market crash. Like, I mean, this is like day, like the day before. Right. Or the night before. And he was seen before JFK's assassination. The first... And when was the first time someone put two and two together? I don't know. Because I feel like someone, you know, November 21st, 1963 would have been like, guys... Maybe don't send him to Texas? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's desi- it's described as a black cat. Okay. I don't really know what makes it demonic other than 
No flames. No one no knows where it came from. And like, spawn. nothing. it's seen all the time. Okay. The first reported appearance, I wrote this wrong, was 1862. In my notes, I have 1962. It was 1862. Okay. When a Capitol Police officer reported that he had seen this cat and he shot at it. Because mm-hmm. that's... I, why did everyone just like go for their gut? I mean, wait, I this mean, is America. Yeah, Nothing like, has changed. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be more impressive back in those days. Let me load this damn yeah, thing. Yeah, he's like, this cat. Get the musket ball ready. And in addition to be like to being like seen around the Capitol building, this cat is also known to like lurk around the Washington tomb. Okay, the crypt. The crypt. Mm-hmm. This this tomb that is empty. Right. That was designed for Washington and his family, and they were like, nah. It's so bewildering. So that's my demon cat, and I'm not convinced that it's a demon. I'm almost more convinced that it's like an omen or, or something. Like I don't think it's. I think it's warning people like hey something's about to happen it's a a stray cat i don't know i mean the national mall is full of restaurants and stands and people and i've certainly not seen a lack of food around that place i could certainly see animals hanging out inside the building people leave doors open like this isn't that hard to believe parliament had an investigation of foxes not that long ago in england demon you, you literally said two minutes ago, no evidence of demonic appearance or activity other than it just shows up once in a while. It's an omen. And that no one has taken... Like the Grim. Like the Grim. That no one has listened to or heeded. Yeah, no one's actually like paid attention to right, this kitty cat. Right, So unless it's got to comes around next time with a sign around its neck going, y'all, don't get on that plane. Yeah. I don't know why I made it be like, I'm a demon. Yeah, there was, she was dancing. There was a shimmy. There was yeah, like a shoulder a, yeah, shimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Some hands up and like yeah, a shoulder shimmy. Yeah. That is one thing. Like you can't see us as we get drunker and drunker no, throughout the night. No, Probably best. Probably best that way. Probably best. Mm. Those are my ghosts for DC. Four ghosts and a demon cat. Four ghosts and a demon cat. <laughs> Can that be a sitcom, that, that's, please? Yeah, yeah. Tonight on ABC. <laughs> like two girls. Wait, wait. Um, what's the one that's like two guys, three girls, and a pizza place? Do something you like that. Something like that. Yeah. Do you remember that? And Ryan Reynolds on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Two guys, one girl, and a pizza place. Something like. That. I didn't watch it. I just guys, if you remember this show. Yeah. I remember it also, but I don't remember what it was called. I'm not a big sitcom. There are some good pizza places in DC. There are. Um, Seventh Hill mm-hmm. near Eastern Market. I've also heard that Two Amy's is really good. Two Amy's, but I've never been there. Some friends of mine were talking about this earlier today, and of course now I can't remember anything that they said. I will say while you look things up, while you try to remember that, right. I will talk about the time that my sister got confused about pizza places mm-hmm. and called Two Amy's. She got she got mixed up between Seventh Hill. Mm-hmm. And two Amy's and called it seven Amy's. Oh. And I was like, Lindsay, that's an awful lot of Amy's. That's I don't think it's many that Amy's. many Amy's. Pizza Paradiso. That's what I was thinking of. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, I've been to Pizza Paradiso. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of different ones, but I always went to the one in DuPont. Okay. Um, circle. And, guys, mm-hmm. there's a pizza on the menu that's called, like, the Diablo. Okay. And it's so freaking good. Nice. It's like spicy, obviously, because sure. it's called Diablo. Freaking delicious. Nice. Oh my god, now I want pizza. Mm-hmm. 
Next week. Next week. Mm-hmm. We meet for dinner before recording. We do. Because so. no one wants a hangry Taylor. No, like... no. Or a Taylor. <laughs> I was writing that and I was like, his name is so cool. I like put my name like seven times right. while I was typing like, well, How many notes. five replaces did you have to do it again? <laughs> well, it's just, it's like, it's, I type my name all the time. <laughs> so sure. it's like. Sure, sure. It's like, oh, wait, hold on. It's one letter off. One letter. Do you have any thoughts on DC? Like, uh, ghosts or otherwise? I would have really wanted to see the demon cat, like, step through, like, a flaming portal. Oh, my God. Maybe it did. We don't know. We didn't see it. And maybe it did. And we really are going to have to go find that puddle of Toby's blood or that stain of Toby's blood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's just a stain that's been there for 130 years and... We're like, oh yeah, blood stain of a congressman, and then he's going to step over it and go back to work. But DC would be the place that would do that. I mean, yeah, it probably would be. Like, absolutely. They'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like kind of historical, let's right. just keep it where it is. But I also would imagine like there'd be a little plaque next to it, like the... Oh know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's get some money out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charge like a cent yeah, yeah. to take a selfie by it. Yeah. Sponsored by like John D. Rockefeller or something. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I loved mm-hmm. I love DC. I think it's a really cool place. It, it can be for sure. I think mm-hmm. I got to see a cool side of it because I was like not doing touristy stuff every weekend. I gotcha. was like living there, right? And I loved not having to drive. Yeah, that's I fair. Loved not having to drive. Speaking of DC, I mean, at the time of recording, mm-hmm. the Nationals are going to the World Series. I was going to bring this up yeah. because I okay. I think we talked a little bit about how when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. my family was into the Richmond Braves. Yes. Yes. Um, Because, or or the Atlanta Braves by extension, because the farm team was here in Richmond. When the farm team left, my family kind of like, was like, oh, we don't really know anymore for Braves fans. Around that time... Me and my sister and my cousin, well, it was later than this, but like eventually me, my sister, and my cousin all moved to mm-hmm. D.C. Right. And we became the biggest freaking Nationals fans. Really? Mimi, my grandmother, loves the Nationals more than any human I know. So I bet she's just got to be oh, over the moon. Oh, my God. She was thrilled. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really cool... It's like the first time mm-hmm. in a very long time that a team from D.C. Right. is making it to the World Series. True. Except for like two weeks ago when the Washington Mystics won the WNBA Finals. But no, I'm just saying the World Series, right, right. not like right. a championship. Because like mm-hmm. the Capitals won the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Yes, the year before last. Yeah. Which I only know because I work in news. Sure. Like, I don't watch sports. Right. I do like baseball. I don't hate baseball. I'm not a baseball person. It's never, It can be really boring. Yeah, I never got into it. I, I got into it because my grandpa liked it. Fair. Um, but I, I like, can... I well, like, so did my wife. Like, I feel like if you don't have a family connection, yeah. you're just not going to... You don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to... So... Yeah. yeah. But there was some, like, pretty big celebrations right. of the Brandon Whitlow Garrett household. I bet. I just gave all the last names of all my, like, <laughs> immediate oh. family... It's cool. But yeah. yeah, when this episode comes out and they've lost four games in a row, our bad. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know how this is going to... Yeah. I don't know when this... I made a calendar, so I think that... I actually think we released this episode on Veterans Day. 
Okay. Which is perfect because DC Veterans Day, I think it all kind of works. There you go. Yeah, great. Go Nationals. Sure. Go Nats. Yeah. There's a guy who does Baby Shark. I don't know which player that is, but like that's his at-bat song. Oh, boy. For his kids because his kids like it. So it's now become like a thing. Right. But the fact that he's got to like, the fact that he's not a baseball player, the fact that he's a baseball player is not enough that he's got to. No, it's an at-bat song. I know. But like he's got to entice them with YouTube music to get them to pay attention. Everyone's got an at-bat song. Do you have an at-bat song? No. Oh, I have an at-bat song. You don't have a song that like makes you feel confident and good and no. then, like you would play if you were going up to bat. I've never felt confident or good. <laughs> Please. Minus Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Okay. Put that on and I'm like, very superstitious. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's my jam. Yeah. yeah, I don't have one of those. I actually, this is a true story. Maybe I'll edit this out one day or maybe I won't. I broke up with a guy in college mm-hmm. over the phone. Okay. So not great already. Yeah, but I knew that I couldn't do it in person. Mm-hmm. That I would like. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I needed to break right. up with him. He was a very nice guy. Just right. wasn't right for me. And my my friend and I sat in my dorm and played Superstition like eight times to right. like gear me up. Okay. Because I was like, I have to do this. I once broke up with... Well, a girl broke up with me over the phone. And unfortunately, I laughed. But it was not because of what she said. Okay. I was it was freshman year of college. I, you know, I was at the end of the, the dorm. Yeah. In the hall. Because this was a million and ten years ago. And I need to be near the window for my phone to right. work perfectly. <laughs> right. And she's kind of breaking up with me on the phone. And I'm listening, of course. But then I hear one of the doors very close to me. And I just hear, Jeff Gordon, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Let's just start that's laughing. That's what I would have done too. What the hell is happening in there? This guy did not laugh. No. No, no. he called me back. Okay, this is this is like, please don't stop listening to the podcast when you hear what a terrible person I am. But I like he called back several times, mm. and I was just so emotionally like done mm. that I had like done what I needed to do, and I just like let his call go to voicemail. I mean, twice. You're not obligated to speak to him. Right, like, we had broken up, and, like, I explained, like, and it was true, like, there were some ca- compatibility issues. But, like, for the most part, I was, like, I, I'm a senior. I'm, like, trying to, like, get a job mm-hmm. when I graduate. I need to focus on, like, what I'm doing after college. Mm-hmm. You're already, he was actually out of college at the mm-hmm. time. He had gone to, I went to the University of Mary Washington. And he had gone and he had graduated and he was at grad school and still came to Fredericksburg like every weekend. Mm -hmm. And that's how we were dating. It was like a whole, I was on and off with him like for a while in college and like finally the stars aligned and then they were like, oh, hey. Yeah. It's not working. Anyway, I hope he's doing well in life now. Yeah. Best wishes to whoever that is. I wish you the best. If you listen to this and you know who you are. I wish you the very best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> that's where we're going to end yeah, this week. That's this week's episode. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Demon cat. Yeah. Demon cat. <laughs> Intro and opera music. <laughs> His new wave by Billy Neptune. Please, please, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Podcast Restless. 
Give us a shout if you have ideas for the show or any drink requests or recommendations or your cat's a demon and you have demon cat pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You can always also email us at restlessspirits. <laughs> We've had some alcohols. I've had a drink or two. You can also email us at restlessspiritspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, be sure to tune in next week. And as always, keep an eye out on our social media for hints and clues about what locale we'll be investigating next. And also what drinks we'll be drinking, the more important part. Mm. Um, thank you for listening. Please, please, please subscribe and review. We cannot do this podcast if you don't listen to us. Please, please listen. Please subscribe. And reviews help us like get more views. Yes. Like the better reviewed we are. I mean, and they also help us improve. We, if yes. we know what we're doing wrong, yeah, so that we can make it right. Don't be mean to us. We will. We'll take constructive criticism. Yes, That'd be great. Keep it constructive, and as always, keep, keep it, it spooky. spooky.